are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, welcome into another edition of the Locked On Rays podcast and Ulysses, we have today a very special guest, and that is Jaden Murray, who plays for the High A Bowling Green Hot Rods, uh, also Tampa Bay Rays minor league pitching prospect. And Jaden, I've got to say, first of all, thank you for joining us. And I look at your numbers right now, and I'm just absolutely blown away. I see a 6-0 and record, a 1.9 ERA, a .68 whip, 35 strikeouts and 42.2 innings pitch, which I think is the most innings on the team for Bowling Green. Oh, and by the way, you were named a high A East minor league player of the week. How does that all sound for you? I assume you, you feel pretty good about your season so far. Well, first, uh, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been going good. So can't complain there. Right. And what do you consider? I mean, this has to be a pretty big accomplishment of being named minor league player of the week for the league. I mean, where does this rank as far as, uh, you know, I know you had a a very good college career and probably did something big in high school and little league. Like what are some of you would say your, your biggest accomplishments on the ball field over your career? Well, you know, I mean, uh, throughout the time with my Rays, I mean, it's been, it's been awesome. And they've been helping me really develop some, uh, some of my secondary pitches. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I feel like that's been going really well for me. And, uh, then I don't know. I mean, they've just helped a ton with that and just being named high pitcher of the East. It's been good. I mean, it was a good team, uh, win that week and my defense really helped me that, that, uh, that week. And it was really good team win. So, And how does the team kind of help you with your development of, you mentioned the secondary stuff, what is kind of the in and out of that um, as far as making improvements there? And and can you kind of, is it the slider, the curveball? Can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Um, I'd say they've really helped me with my slider and my changeup, just getting to where I can trust it and uh, getting it for strikes and just, uh, just helped me through that little time where I didn't really have the greatest off speed pitches. And now it's like, it's really starting to click and there's really starting to help me get those for strikes and everything. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that's about where that's at. If, if that is the, the big thing that has happened for you for, for 2021, is it a physical adjustment to actually throw those secondary pitches or is it a mental adjustment for you this season where you know where to actually use those secondary pitches? Is it more physical or is it more of a mental adjustment for you in 2021? Um, I'd say there was a little bit of a physical um, change, but it was most mental. I mean, just get being able to trust my own pitches and kind of read the hitters and see what they're doing. And, uh, but it was just a big trust thing for me. I just had to trust myself to throw those and just keep my mechanics the same, you know, and it's just, uh, they just helped a lot with that. Just helping me get to trust my off-speed pitches a little more. So I understand that uh, when you're talking about the Rays, obviously you have to talk about the pitching factory that's been going on since, you know, 2008, basically. So you're part of that very long list of pitching prospects uh, f- for this franchise you're talking about how they kind of illustrated a good way of making that mental change and that physical change for the secondary pitches. How do they make that work? I mean, is what is 
what is it about the Rays that makes the pitchers take a little bit more than in other uh, uh, baseball uh, franchises right now? I mean, they spend a lot of time with everybody and like, they don't just uh, spend a lot of time on just one guy. They help everybody. So, I mean, that's what makes it so great. I mean, they'll just, uh, they watch a ton and I mean, they just sit there and work with you during your bullpens and just, they'll let you know what they see and what they want you to work on. And um, it's, it's just there. Just the, just the coaching itself is there. They're just really good at it. So. Is there a lot of video involved in that, in the sitting down? Is there a lot of analytics talk? I mean, how, how, how can you merge those two things of making that physical adjustment and then just showing Jaden Murray, Hey, look at this graph, look at this other graph, look at this launch angle, look at this exit below. Like how do you, kind of merge those two, um, uh, into getting better. Um, so yeah, so we get some plots and video. I mean, we can pull them up ourselves. They send them to us and they'll sit us down and say, Hey, this is what's going on. This is what you have. This is where we want it to go. And I mean, they can slow video down and show your release angles and all that stuff. So, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, but they definitely sit down with you and show you what, what's going on and what needs to improve and what needs to happen. The, the record is great. You've got the best record, but what do you guys do in the clubhouse uh, for camaraderie reasons uh, on your off days? Are you a poker guy? Uh, are you a, look, I'm just going to Netflix and just melt my brain away. Are you an avid reader? Are you a golfer like Kevin? He spends his time more, po more golfing than, than podcasting sometimes. Mm -hmm. So what do you do to kind of, you know, get away from the game a little bit? Um, so Mondays are off days. Um, so we usually like to go golfing. That's a big thing with us. We'll go golfing a lot, but I mean, just everything that's in the locker room. I mean, we have a great group of guys this year and I mean, it's just, we got music going. I mean, there's guys dancing. We'll like, we'll get some card games going. We'll play some pluck or something, but I mean, it's just a good, good group of guys. I mean, we have a good time in there. So, but I mean, when it's, when it comes to, when it comes to game time, everybody knows when to lock in. I mean, we'll, we'll, we get ready. So save time and money when using rock auto, why choose to spend 30, 50, even a hundred percent more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. It doesn't make any sense at all. Rock auto is a family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could possibly need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So be sure to go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And please write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you to the right place. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Um, Jaden, going back on your career a little bit, you played at Dixie State D2 program uh, up in Utah. Uh, what has been the transition? And then you were a 23rd round pick. What has been that transition like from college ball to pro ball? What has been maybe the most difficult thing or the, the biggest adjustment for you from going to college to pro? Um, I'd say just getting on the uh, throwing schedule. It's a little more strict, um, obviously. Um, but other than that, I mean, like, uh, D2, we were in high elevations and everything, and mm -hmm. it was just a little, the ball definitely flew down in uh, Utah and Colorado and stuff like that, you know. But uh, 
I'd say, honestly, like you just got to command your pitches a little better in pro ball. I mean, you can't get away with certain things like you would in D2 baseball. Um, don't get me wrong. I mean, teams were great that we played against, but that's one thing that probably sticks out the most to me is that you just can't get away with one pitch. You got to have them all. So, I mean, that was a big jump for me was the off speed because in college, I didn't really have greatest command of that. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, yeah. And, you know, you were a 23rd round pick and you look at the Rays and they have had so much success with guys who have been either undrafted or drafted lower. You look at Nick Anderson, 32nd round draft pick, Pete Fairbanks, ninth round, JP Fireisen, 16th round, Colin McHugh, 18th round, Ryan Thompson, 23rd round. Do you feel a little bit of a chip on your shoulder being a lower draft pick or that you didn't come from, you know, a Miami or a Texas or a place like that? And, and you maybe look at some of these guys that have had success uh, elsewhere, you know, being, you know, not first or second or third round draft picks with the big bonuses. And, and you look at them as, okay, I can be that one day. And, and, you know, just because I, I came from a, a little known school, perhaps that I, I can still be successful uh, in, in the minors and maybe pro ball. Yeah. I mean, um, everybody has the same opportunity. I mean, I was, mm-hmm. I, I was thankful to get the opportunity, you know, and I'm just going to give it I'm just going to go out there and give him a best shot every day. You know, I'm going to work hard and I'm just going to, just going to grind. So did the Rays tell you anything when you were drafted about what they liked or appreciated about your game? Um, I mean, so the area scout that uh, scouted me, he just said that he really liked that. I filled up the zone. He said I had a good fastball and uh, that was really about it. I mean, we didn't get to talk a whole lot. Um, just, it really happened so fast. I mean, it was crazy. So was it a pretty cool feeling that when you got the call that it was like, wow, I'm really going to be a pro ball player. This is happening. Did you have any other, like, were you thinking about what you were going to do alternatively uh, uh, career wise outside of baseball? Just what was kind of your, your mindset at that time? Yeah, I was actually, uh, I had a job at the time and I was actually just at home during my lunch break and my dad just happened to come home for his lunch break as well. And we were all just sitting around, uh, my phone, just watching the live track thing. And, uh, my name popped up under temp Bay and it was actually, a, it was a, it was a crazy moment. And I mean, I'm glad I got to share that with my dad, but I'll never forget that day. So it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, when you talk about that day, I kind of want to dissect a little bit here. Obviously great that you, you got to do that live with your dad, but what was your relationship uh, with, with baseball teams, with, with your fandom? I mean, were you aware of what the race had been doing? Obviously being a small market team, if you're not within it, you, you might not appreciate it as much. Um, what was your fandom like when you were growing up? Uh, and obviously the relationship as a fan to the race. Um, you know, I'm going to say my favorite team at the time was the Red Sox, but I mean, Mm. I was, I was still a little, a little green on how everything kind of worked with the whole minor league operations and everything. So I was coming in kind of, uh, I kind of knew because my cousin, AJ, he was, he was drafted to the Rangers and he kind of sat me down and kind of explained everything that goes on. So, I mean, when I got there, I kind of had a better feeling after that talking to him, but I mean, I didn't know a whole lot, but it was the Rays are very welcoming and they, they it's easy to, they make it, What's the word I'm looking for here? They make it a. Uh, no, I don't even know. They're just they're I, just good at welcoming you to the yeah, yeah comforting. They just make it more comforting and like they just make you welcome at the at the complex. I mean, it's it's really yeah. So 
they make it yeah. a little easier. You mentioned kind of growing up liking the Red Sox. Was there a particular player or players that you kind of modeled your game after or rooted for as a kid? Maybe could pitchers, hitters, whatever it may be. <laughs> um, kind of crazy. I always liked uh, David Ortiz. I always had a card of him in my <laughs> truck. And I mean, my best friend growing up, we were both Red Sox fans. And so it was just one of those things, you know, we just go sit down and watch the game somewhere. And Jaden, did you, let me make sure I get this right. Were you born and raised in Utah? Did you live anywhere else outside of uh, the state or it, you were strictly in Utah for really your entire life? Strictly in Utah for my entire life. So born okay. and raised in Vernal, Utah. What's the baseball scene like as far as popularity and little league? I mean, everybody talks about, you know, Texas, California, and Florida as baseball hotspots, but what is Utah like being a baseball player? I mean, it's very competitive in Utah. We got some really good teams. I mean, it's growing up with Little League. I mean, we had a great, we had a great group of kids that always came out and played Little League, and we had a blast doing it. You know, in our high school team, it was, it was good. And there's a bunch of competitive teams down there in Utah. So, was there any? And you know, when you you signed with the Rays and started your career as a minor leaguer, I think going to Princeton and now Bowling Green, was it a little bit of a, a culture shock being outside of Utah and being not necessarily on the East coast, but the East side of the country, as far as are people different, anything that, you know, biggest differences between those, those parts of the state or those States and, and Utah, just what was it, was it awkward at all being taken out of, I guess, your comfort zone there and, and being placed in a new environment? Um, no, I was actually pretty excited to get out of Utah. I've been there my whole life, you know, and I kind of wanted to go see something new. And I wasn't too uh, too nervous to get away from home. So, I mean, it, I was it was a good change. I was happy. So, and, and and what about the the future? When you look at you know what what Jaden Murray could accomplish in three years' time, and, and where you could be if everything lines up perfectly. Have you gone down to St. Pete? Have you been to Tampa Bay? Uh, have you have you made that trek yet? Um, yeah, we actually uh, got to go down there in 2019 Instructs, I believe is what it was. We went down there and we watched them play the Red Sox, and we were down there on the right on the field, and we got to watch the game, and it was it was crazy. It was cool. It was a good game too. So that was fun to go down there, and then we actually got to practice there. I think the following day and I actually got a pitch in the stadium. So yeah, that was, that was really fun. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track it all at bet online, get all the latest news odds and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKED ON. That's L O C K E D O N. Again, L O C K E D O N. Bet online, your online sports book experts. I always like throwing this question around because I think, you know, as baseball fans, we don't have the opportunity to root nationally in an international event. And I think fans should love that international competition, like the world baseball classic. So I'll, I'll switch over from the world baseball classic to the Olympics, because it's happening right now with the Olympic trials and all that. So if you had your chance to represent the U S in the Olympics or make your MLB debut the next day, you can pick one. The MLB debut could still happen maybe a year from then. 
but you could represent the U.S. in the Olympics. Which route would you choose, the Olympics or just making your MLB debut? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I was, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would love to go play in the Olympics. I think that would be awesome, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to go with the MLB debut. I mean, there's just something special about that and just just achieving that goal, you know? I mean, that's just, I think that's the route I'm going to have to take. Okay, sounds good. What about, uh, I know that in Bowling Green, your guys are going to have, I think July 3rd, you have a comic book hero night. Um, are you a big comics guy? Are you that guy that will wait until midnight to to go uh, at least pre-COVID to the to movie theaters and watch the latest Marvel of film, uh, favorite superhero, all of that? I'm not a big comic guy, so I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really know how to go about that one. <laughs> okay. I'm so. with you there, Jaden. I don't know the first <laughs> thing about comics or Marvel or any. I, I stay away from from all that yeah. stuff. I focus on on baseball for the most part with that. But that's, it's so funny how it is, you know, in playing for Bowling Green, we know that the minor leagues are so well known for their promotions and so forth. Is there one promotion that maybe sticks out to you or you guys just don't really notice? You're just, Hey, we, we come to the game, we warm up, we play and, and we go on from that. Or do you have a, an idea of like, Oh, that was a really cool promotion. I'm sure they've done something with classic cars or something like that in the past, right. but I didn't know if you had any, any thoughts on, you know, some of the promotions that Bowling Green has thrown out there. Um, I mean, we haven't been home a whole lot, so we haven't got to see that a ton. But I mean, bootlegger Thursdays gets pretty crazy, honestly. It pulls in a lot of fans and uh it's a good I think that's a good promotion they got going. So I mean it makes it fun and crowd gets a little rowdy. So very cool, very cool. Okay, speaking of uh the team with bowling green, and I, I try to ask this question to other prospects with the Rays. Um, outside of yourself, who would you consider to be the best pure athlete? on the hot rods right now? Um, I think I'll have to go with uh, probably Greg Jones. Greg Jones, our shortstop. I mean, he's going, he's, he's having a good year. He's making some good plays defensively. I mean, his, he's hitting really well. So, and then I, I'm going to have to also throw out our catcher, Blake Hunt. He's doing really well. He's a great catcher. He's, I mean, he's great to throw to. So, I mean, there's there's a few on there, but those are the two yeah. that come off the top of my head. Well, you mentioned a catcher and a shortstop. I guess, does that give you confidence as a pitcher, knowing that pretty yeah. much up the middle, you're solidified there, where you have an elite-level shortstop and catcher? I mean, how much – because we talk about it all the time with the Rays is that they're so well-positioned defensively, and they know what they're doing. They don't make a lot of errors. They're in the right places at the right times, and it takes a lot of pressure off of the guy who's on the mound. Do you feel that as well, knowing that there's a little bit of a, a safety net for you with those guys? Oh, yeah. I mean, it just uh, – I mean, you just have faith in your infield and outfield. I mean, you just know that they're behind you and they're going to help you out. I mean, even if you do give up a couple runs, I mean, our lineup's pretty strong. We've got – We've got a good offense, and I, they're going to score your runs. I mean, there's a few times where I've been behind in the second inning, and, I mean, they'll come back and score three or four runs for me, and it's just more it's more relaxing, and you just got to go out there knowing that you got your team's got your back and just put up some zeros for them just so you know that you're out there competing for them as well. So, Jaden, I want to yeah. actually dissect into this a little yeah. bit into the pitcher's mind. Say you – do give up three runs in the first three runs in the second you put your team down 
What is that mental process to say, look, that's done and over. Now I got to focus on every pitch starting the third inning. What goes through your mind when you get into a hole? How do you just put that away? What are your mental exercises that you need to do to get out of that? You just got to kind of let it go. You know, I mean, yeah, it's, it sucks to give up, get your team behind, but uh, just go in the dugout. I mean, sit down, some of your coach, your coach, your pitching coach will come up to you and I mean, he'll kind of talk to you and just tell you what he saw and stuff. And you just got to go out with the mentality next inning that it's still a zero, zero ball game. You're trying to throw up some more zeros. You know what I mean? It's just like, that's, that's ultimate goal goal is just to put a zero on the scoreboard. So, I mean, you just got to go out there and try your best to do that. So your offense can kind of try and help you out and come back from that. So. Right. And I know it's tough, you know, sometimes the the games all run together and you don't really know players names and so forth, but is there a guy that you faced uh pitcher to batter that it was like, wow, this guy was really tough to get out. He was, I mean, he really worked in a bat or he really did a little bit of damage against me. Is there, there a guy throughout um, high a that, that you faced that's like, wow, this guy really could be something in the future or maybe even somebody that you've, you've thrown against on your own team. Um, I'm not to say off of Rome. We have, we play those guys a lot this year. So, I mean, we got to, I think off of Rome, it would have to be Harris. He's a, uh, you got to be careful around him. I mean, he's got a good bat. So he can, okay. hit, he can hit off speed. He can hit it. He can do it all. You just got to, you got to locate very well. And just, yeah, that's who I'd have to go with Harris. And, and finally, what are kind of your, I mean, you've had a tremendous season thus far racking up the accolades. People are talking about you. Um, what are kind of the, the goals for you the rest of the season, either numbers wise or, or development? Um, I'm just going to keep working on the things that I've been working on. You know, I've just been working on my, uh, off speed and just commanding them a little better and just kind of keep going with that. I mean, I don't really want to make too big adjustments right now and try to keep the arm healthy, do arm care and all that stuff and listen to my trainers and lifting. And that's about it. So this may be off the record, but I want to bring it up anyway. I noticed it on your, your Twitter account. You retweeted, I think one of the Bowling Green broadcasters, um, getting checked between innings, even in the minor leagues now, this is becoming a thing. I guess checking pitchers, catchers, really anybody that they see coming off the field, I guess. Um, is, is that is this becoming a, a chore? Is it annoying or is it just something that, hey, this is the new directive, so we've just got to follow it and, and go from there? I mean, yeah, it's the new thing. So, I mean, we just got to go with it. They'll check us randomly between between innings that you really don't know when, but I mean, it's just, it's just going to happen. It's where we're at. So, I mean, we just got to deal with it and just not let it affect us, you know? So. Okay. We once again want to thank Jaden Murray for joining us on the program, wishing him best of success for the rest of the year and going forward as well. All right. That wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Today and Locked on MLB Prospects podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you tomorrow.